Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Today, I want to continue this series, uh, the series about the power of the tongue. Somebody say that with me, power of the tongue. Do you believe there's power in your words? I believe it. This is what uh, Proverbs 18.21 says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So how are you talking? How do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to others? How do you talk about your purpose? How are you talking about your family? How do you talk? There's power in how you talk. There's power in the tongue. There's power to activate and deactivate destiny in your life. So we have to be careful with the words that we use. What are we empowering and what are we taking the power away? This is uh, part three of our series. And today I want to talk to you about the power to shift. Somebody say that with me. The power to shift. The power to shift. If you don't like where you are today, or or maybe you don't like a particular aspect of your life, the great news that I have for you is within the power of the tongue is the power to shift things in your life. Some of you need to shift in very big ways. Others of you might need to shift in small or medium ways. But there's there's oftentimes uh, a necessity to make shifts in our life. We're going to talk about the power to shift. How many people would like to shift something in your life right now? Whether that be family or finances or there's relationships or whatever circumstances or shift yourself closer to God. God has given us the power to shift. When I think about um, a rut, I think about maybe uh, agriculture and a farm animal that goes around in a particular way over and over and over again until the, the, the dirt, the earth has been reformed and there is a trail. There's a rut, right? But that, what that animal doesn't understand is the very thing, the movement and the energy that it's been expending is now become its prison. So because of the way that it's moved, because of its path, that, it, that, that it's either been chosen or other forces have caused it to go along that path, it can become... Uh, a, a prison. It can become something that keeps them contained. But have you ever felt in your life like you've been in a rut? Been in a rut in certain areas of your life. You know that part of your life that no matter what it seems like you do, it's just stuck, right? Like a, a tire in the mud, like a dog chasing its tail. It's just someplace that no matter what you do, it's difficult to get it to move. How do we get out of ruts that we find ourselves in? I want to suggest to you today, it's the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue is the power to get out of the rut. The power of the tongue is the power to shift enough to get out of that rut. The power of the tongue is the power to get you out of the rut. Maybe you've been struggling in the same area over and over again. Maybe you've been making the same mistake, the same weakness, the same temptation that you've been fallen victim to, the power of the tongue is the power to shift. Maybe you've been looking for a career break. 
maybe a breakthrough with your, fi- your family? How do you get out of that rut that you're currently stuck in? You can find the answer in the power that God has given you with your words. You and I have the ability to speak things and things will dislodge from the place and from the place that we feel trapped. When we begin to speak the promises of God instead of how we feel, it elevates our position. When we begin to articulate the promises of God, it begins to change our circumstances. Things that seemed impossible are now possible, right? The Bible says nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for us. Things that hold us back begin to move out of the way when we begin to use the right words, the right language, faith words, the power of the tongue. Psalm nineteen fourteen. let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And here's the big misstep I think we take a lot of times. We articulate how we feel instead of articulate the promises of God. Have you ever done that? I know I've done that before. I I was in a situation or I find myself in a circumstance and I I just let it slip out how I feel in that moment instead of what God's promises over my life are. Okay, stay there with me for a second. We continue to articulate the problem instead of articulating the promise. We use the power of the tongue and actually the enemy is using the power of the tongue against us because we keep articulating the problem instead of articulating the promise. Instead of digging ourselves out of the rut with the power of the tongue, we're digging ourselves further into the rut. We double down and continue to articulate how we feel. We further entrench ourselves in the same rut. I don't want to articulate the things that make me build on sand, make me build on a shaky foundation when I continue to articulate words that cannot help elevate me. doesn't matter how much sand I throw underneath it, the sand just kind of slips out and I still end up in the same place. In contrast, when we begin to articulate how God feels about us, a new reality begins to emerge. I begin to, to I, I want to get, I want to pray I want to get in God's presence, and then I want to see how he feels about me. I want to articulate how he feels about me instead of how I feel about me. Because I go through, I have days, just like you. I have days. I don't feel so good about myself. But if I can get in the presence of God, and I can start to feel how he feels about me, and then begin to articulate how he feels about me instead of how I feel about me, it's a game changer. A new reality emerges. We are never trapped when we are standing on the promises of God. So when I begin to speak the promises of God, use the power of the tongue to speak the promises of God, I begin to elevate myself above my circumstances. Word by word, I'm now climbing up out of that rut. If I focus on the problem, I fall deeper into the hole. But if I focus on the promises of God, he puts his foundation underneath my feet And word by word, it continues to elevate me above my circumstance. Matthew 7, 24, Jesus said, Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. I want to build my life on the solid rock 
What is the solid rock? The solid rock is Jesus Christ. The solid rock is the teachings of Christ. The solid rock is the word of God. When I build my life off the principles that are found in God's word, now I'm building off of something solid. So even if I started off at a bad place, if I begin to lay a foundation of God's word, I can elevate myself above the circumstances that I'm currently in. A new reality begins to emerge. Build your life on what is substantial, not on what is temporal or problematic. I don't want to talk too much about the problem. I, I, I want to acknowledge that it's there, absolutely. But as soon as I've acknowledged what the problem is, I fully understand what the problem is, now I want to shift to a different place and begin to articulate the promises of God, the miraculous power of God, the principles of God, and now begin to elevate myself above whatever the problem is is. We're never trapped when we're standing on the promises of God. The rock is Jesus. The promises he gives. The rock is the word of God and what God has said about us. There's something very powerful when my words begin to line up with his words. When heaven and earth begin to agree, right? God is speaking something from the heavens. And now I'm speaking the same thing. I'm reverberating that same thought. There's something that begins to change in my reality. I set off a chain reaction of momentum in my life when my words line up with his words. I can do all kinds of things with my words. But sometimes those words are not productive. Can you put a hand in the air and say, I have let out some unproductive words. Sometimes when I'm frustrated, when I'm in a bad place... I've said the wrong things. I can argue with people. That's not productive. I can get frustrated and say things in anger. That's not productive. I can say some silly or meaningless things. Well, that's kind of a waste of time. Or I can use my words to align with the word of God, and I begin to build myself up and build others up around me. It's, it's a powerful thing, God's word. It, it will not only affect you, it will have an overflow effect on people around you. That other people are now blessed by the words coming out of your mouth. I want to challenge you to speak the word of God instead of the words of emotion. We all have emotions, but the challenge for us is to not let the emotion lead. Don't let the emotion lead. Let the principles of God lead. Don't let the emotions be the thing that dominate what's coming out of your mouth. Let the words of God, let the words of life. The, the Bible says if there's anything good, if there's anything godly, if there's anything righteous, if there's any good thing to think on, think on these things. Speak these things. Let these things come out of your mouth. We live in a culture that celebrates emotion. We make movies about emotion. We write songs that celebrate emotion. And God created emotion, and, and emotions are not bad. But when you try to build your life on emotions, it's like trying to build your life on sand. It is never going to be even. It's never going to be balanced. It's never going to be right. It's always going to be shifted one way or another. It's always going to be a roller coaster. There's always going to be drama. In a principled life, there's still drama, but it's not all the time, right? It's all the time when we build our life on 
emotions. To build your life on emotions, it's, it's like a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. Instead, God wants us to build our life on his promises and his principles. The foundation of our life should not be emotions. It should be the principles and the promises of God. Good emotions follow good decisions. That's what my grandfather would always tell me. Good emotions follow good decisions. Just as much as bad emotions follow bad decisions. If you make bad decisions, you're going to feel bad. Right? You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel regret. You're going to feel remorse. You're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel all kinds of negative emotions if you make bad decisions. But if you say, you know what? I may not be perfect. I may not get it right all the time, but I want to be a person of principle. I want to make decisions based off of what God is saying is righteous. And, 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 And the right emotions are going to follow those right decisions. If I continuously make good decisions based off the word of God, and I'm speaking the word of God into my atmosphere, all the right type of emotions are going to follow. If I just continue to make the decision of getting in the presence of God daily. That's going to have a positive impact on my life. I'm going to feel better emotionally when I come out of the prayer closet. Even if it's just five minutes, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel that much better that day. Imagine if it's more. Imagine if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever that, that, that you feel is the right that God is building and developing you. It's important. It's important. So if I make the right decisions to get in the Word of God and begin to study the Word of God, there's good emotions that flow with that. Now I have confidence. I have a joy that goes beyond my circumstances. Good emotions follow good decisions. You know, I think about a plant growing in the sunlight. A plant that receives sunlight and water each day grows. It's amazing. Tiny little seed will grow and grow and grow into something so big if it just consistently gets water and sunlight. Right? The person that receives God's presence and his word grows. It is no mystery. If you receive God's presence and God's word, you're going to grow. Consistently. Consistently. Let us use our tongue to speak his word over our lives. Don't just speak it once. Speak it daily. You may not be able to change things overnight. You may not be able to shift things overnight. But there is a power that comes with consistency. With consistency comes change. With consistency comes growth. With consistency comes progress. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that says don't just pray once and then forget about it and pray two weeks later. Pray once and then you forgot about it and then five days later, oh, okay, let me pray, let me get back and do that. No. To make the good decision, to make it a habit, if you're coming out of the presence of God... Guess what? You're that much more likely to have the right words coming out of your mouth. Doesn't make you a perfect person, but it means that you're much more likely to say the right thing. If I've been reading the scripture, guess what? I'm much more likely to say something that's good than to say something that's going to tear me and tear others down. Keep sowing the right words consistently. Somebody say consistently. There's power in consistency. 
consistently sow the right words. If you want to get into great shape, start today and be consistent. The law of consistency is much more important than how hard your one-time workout is. That's the funny thing about these New Year's resolutions. You go into the gym and you see these guys just huffing and puffing and like getting blue in the face. It's crazy. And you know it's going to last like a week and a half and they're going to be back eating potato chips, right? But if you took a more modest workout, but you did it every day, just the consistency will make amazing results happen. If you start eating better, it, it's not gonna, you're not going to lose all that weight overnight. But if you're consistent over time, you will see amazing results, right? Right? And that what they, and they, what they say to us guys, abs are made in the kitchen. Just making these little tweaks to what we're eating over time that the power of consistency. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. Think about what the right words will do if you consistently speak them into your life. I am not talking about new age. I am talking about the power of life and death that it talks about in the Bible. You have the power to, to uproot stuff. You have the the power to plant things. There is power in your tongue. And God created us and designed us that way. Like Him, in His image, in His likeness, to create things with our words. But do so consistently. I think about the rock that's in the river. It can be as rough and jagged as you could possibly imagine. But when it gets thrown into that river, that water consistently flowing. Oh, it doesn't have to be a harsh water. Just consistent flow of water every day. Let me tell you something. That rock is going to be so smooth. There is going to be such change just by the consistency. God wants to knock off the rough edges of all of us as we submit to the Holy Spirit and consistently involve Him in our lives. What is it that God would have you do consistently? Take that home. Take that thought home with you. Pray about that. What does God want me to consistently put into my life that it becomes my lifestyle? And it begins to elevate me above any ruts that I may find in my life. I want to have these consistent habits and consistent sowing of the right words. When we use our words intentionally, we can reshape the landscape of our life. When we line up our words with his words consistently, there is amazing growth over time. So what are you saying about your life? What are you speaking over yourself? What are you professing or prophesying over your purpose? If you will consistently align your words with what God is saying over your life, you will find that you can shift any circumstance. Jesus said you could even speak to the mountain to move, and the mountain will move. There are some things that you're looking at right now in your life, and they seem so very big. But God is saying, 
just start speaking to it. Just every day, get up and pray and speak to it. That sometimes we have to understand how to switch gears. If you want to go somewhere in a stick shift, you got to know how to switch gears, right? There's this gear when you're in God's presence and you go from prayer to what's called a declaration. The declaration is when I speak to my circumstance. Because sometimes we're waiting on God. God, do this. God, do that. God, do this. God, do that. We understand you got to change gears. Now, after I've prayed, it's time to go into declaration. The declaration is, I'm saying by faith, in the name of Jesus, this job is going to open up. This contract is going to open up in the name of Jesus. I command favor on my life in the name of Jesus. I command the right relationships into my life. I command the right opportunities to come into my life. And we begin to go from prayer to declaration. What are you speaking? What are you professing? What are you prophesying over your purpose? If you'll consistently align your words. Sometimes we're expecting God to change things. And sometimes God changes us. But there's, there, there is a power in the consistency of our words. Either your circumstance will change or you will change, but something's going to change. There is the power to shift in your words. Be intentional and be consistent about what you declare over your life. Be intentional and consistent about what you speak over your family, over your finances, over your career, over your future, over your spiritual walk. Be intentional and consistent. Consistency equals growth. One of the most laborious tasks in our yard at the house is pulling up weeds. Can I get an amen? You've been there, right? And it is a lot of work. I have to... Uh, bribe my kids, I have to enlist my wife, I have to use power tools, all to get these weeds under control. They want to grow in the flower bed. They want to grow in the grass. They want to grow in between the fence. But I have to consistently go and take the weeds out. I have to weed out What does not belong in my yard? We need to daily pull up bad words, false words, words that are in contrast to what God wants to do in your life. Words that were spoken in anger or spoken in frustration, words that do not reflect God's plan for you. Pull them up. Pull them up. Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some of you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. So there is a little prophetic in all of us. Whether you say, Oh man, God really called me in this area and I'm supposed to be prophetic to the nations. Or if you're just, hey, every Christian is, has got the prophetic word of God on their life. Paul said, I wish that all of you prophesy. And the truth is, 
we can all prophesy at least to your life. You can prophesy. This is what I'm speaking over my life. This is what I'm speaking over my marriage. This is what I'm speaking over my family. This is what I'm speaking over my destiny. And I begin to prophesy. What weeds, what do you need to uproot? He said to Jeremiah, some things you're going to uproot. Some things you're going to destroy. There are some false words that have been spoken over your life. Sometimes it's other people. Sometimes it's us. In a moment of frustration, we're saying, "Ah, I don't think I can do it. Ah, I'm a loser. And you need to go back and you need to pull those words up. You need to get before the Lord and say, God, I repent for coming against your plan for my life. I pull it up. In the name of Jesus, I cancel every word that I've ever spoken that was, that was not the right word. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. Every day. It's a good thing. Every day. God, I cancel anything that came out of my mouth that, was not, that did not please you. That was not beneficial to my growth. God, I cancel every word. And we begin to pull up the weeds. What do you need to go home and begin to weed out of your life? What words need to be pulled up? The great thing about God is he gives us the power of the tongue to plant, but also to weed up. So I challenge you this week as you're praying, and I hope that you're praying daily. In your prayer time, ask God, what do I need to weed up? Is there something that I said in error that I need to cancel that word. I need to deactivate that word. Sometimes the enemy will try to use a word that you spoke in frustration and anger against you and against your purpose. This is the importance of weeding things out. He told Jeremiah, some things you plant, some things you destroy, some things you weed out, you tear out. Ask God, what is it that I need to weed out what has been spoken by me or by others that I need to weed out today what words are spoken that did not line up with the great things and the great destiny that you have planned for me and my family what words do I need to cancel what words do I need to deactivate what words have been spoken that the devil is trying to use against me you and I have the ability to use the great gift Of the tongue that he's given us. There's power in the tongue. There's power in the words that we speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we have the power to shift. Will you stand with me today? I want to end service this way today. And that is to declare some things. Is that okay? Would you like to declare some things over your life? God... I repent and weed out every word of anger, fear, self-hate, doubt, self-sabotage, every word that doesn't line up with God's character and God's plan. I declare this is a new day. All the wrong words are canceled. I am a recipient of God's grace. I am walking by faith. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am a child of God. And I am loved by God.
Come on, somebody give God the praise for that. Did that feel good? I want to speak over myself what God is speaking over me. Do you know that it is this word, sin, is when we depart from what God wants us to do. It's sin when we depart from what God has called us to do. So when I begin to speak the wrong things, even over myself, I'm sinning against God. If God called me a winner and I call me a loser, I'm sinning when I speak bad about myself. We know it's bad to speak bad about others, but you need to get it in your mind and in your spirit. It's bad to speak bad about yourself because you are speaking against the child of God. You are speaking against the destiny and the purposes of God in your own life. It's time to weed out. It's time to plant. Amen? Let me pray over you. God, thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this house. God, how you are teaching us the power of the tongue. Life and death, planting and uprooting, sowing and reaping. God, it's in the power of the tongue. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that we would take, Father, your word, hide it in our heart, and use it, God, to help us be successful in the life that you've given us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, God bless you. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.